you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, socially distancing alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Fabs, how are we living right now? <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. <laughs> it is what it is, dude. I mean, and um, what, until April 30th? And I feel like at maybe least. that's um, uh, optimistic projection at this point. I mean... I'm like, you know, trying to stay home as much as possible and trying to get outside from time to time so I don't lose my mind. I think right. everyone's sort of in the same boat. So Yeah. No, I agree. I think we're all sort of we're all sort of living uh this new world, trying to figure out everything. I don't know. It's uh 
I feel like every day, you know, you, you try to find things to, to kind of keep you upbeat, keep you going. But yeah, it's it's new. It's different. It's um, it's strange. And it I, sucks. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what to say beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're we're still here trying to keep you guys occupied, keep you distracted as much as possible as we march on toward draft season. Uh, now that we've kind of gone through free agency for the most part, we've done winners and losers. Fabs, you did a one-man, five-round mock. We'll kind of go through some of that today. I will quiz you. I will ask you your thoughts on uh, on why you did what you did. We can kind of talk about that as well. And I don't know, we'll try to have some fun uh, about the fact that we're still all separated because of this whole coronavirus thing but uh, before we do that let's talk to our faithful producer senior edward l murphy esquire murph what's new with you yeah kind of like what uh fab was saying it's it's the thing where every day you wake up and you're like all right how am i gonna attack this day what am i gonna do that's different uh but i know like the weather's a little bit better or gonna get better for us at least here in los angeles um i know we're still one of the i guess a, a place where you know the governor and the mayor have been speaking uh pretty much daily and saying how you know our worst cases aren't going to show up until the end of uh the end of april so not what you want to hear, but, um, you know, because I you know you have your birthday coming up and my birthday is in May as well. You want to start to get back mm-hmm. in track in life uh, and do some stuff. But, you know, I, I still try to find the positive. So it's like, all right, we'll go outside and, you know, go for a jog in a, in a neighborhood. You never jog through and see new things or go watch yeah. a new show on TV, watch a documentary, learn something like, I don't know, each day try to read a book, try to just try to do something that you have not. Uh, you have not already done and uh, you know but it's tough it's been about two weeks for us so it's you know it's 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 painful I guess but uh, there are a lot of worse things going on so I guess we're pretty fortunate yeah no I agree Um, so we are you know like I said hopefully what we do here for the next half hour or so kind of keeps the spirits up a little bit so that's uh, that's what we're gonna try to do so all right enough of that let's do some news the news. Well, the first thing is Philip Lindsay says he's, quote, going to battle with Melvin Gordon for the starting role in Denver. I mean, Fabs, we all assume that Melvin Gordon's going to be the starter there. Um, I mean, do you think Lindsay has a shot at this? Or, I mean, I feel like worst case scenario, we end up in a weird committee that's not going to do anybody any good. Yeah. I, see, when the signing happens, I think we all sort of agreed this this kind of sucks for, for Melvin Gordon. And then there's reports out there. I think our James Palmer had said that, you know, Gordon's going to be the bell cow. But I don't know how much I believe that. Number one, we're it's March, almost. April. <laughs> I mean, we have – I don't know if there's going to be OTAs. Nobody knows what's going to happen. It's such an unprecedented sort of time for sports uh, with the NFL included. But I can't see a scenario where Melvin Gordon's the bell cow. I just can't. Like, Melvin right. – Philip Lindsay's a good back. He's a really good back. I mean – in his rookie year, he was one of the top waiver wire ads in fantasy football, mm-hmm. and he he showed that he can take it to the house anytime he touches it. So, I still feel like maybe it's maybe it's going to be like a committee situation where Melvin Gordon's the the lead guy in that committee. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me that Philip Lindsay's not going to affect his fantasy value, and now he's even more motivated because the Broncos went out and signed a guy like Gordon to mm-hmm. ultimately take his job away. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I don't want to make a one-to-one comparison, but sort of in terms of usage, I feel like it could be sort of what we saw with the Saints a couple years ago with Kamara and, and Mark Ingram there, where those guys both got on the field quite a bit. And I know that they're, I'm talking about guys who are different players and different styles, but I'm, I'm thinking just in terms of, of their on-field time and, and how they get used, uh, you know, 
which means you need one of those guys, preferably Melvin Gordon, I guess, to kind of have a lot of touchdown upside because if they're both splitting time like this uh, and neither one of them are scoring touchdown or they're splitting those goal line carries, that's going to be super frustrating. I feel yeah, like. and, and I said it last week too. It's like, okay, are they going to go two series for Gordon, one series for Lindsey? Is that series with Lindsey an opportunity to get into the end zone? And Gordon stays on the sidelines. I mean, in this one-man mock we're going to talk about, I mean, I have Gordon as a fifth-round pick. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I feel comfortable <clears throat> drafting him any higher than that. Maybe end of the fourth if you're in a 12-team league. But I'll, uh, to, to me, it's just so uncertain right now. It, it, Gordon will lead that backfield in touches, but you can't tell me that Lindsey's not going to see enough work where it's going to affect Gordon's ceiling. Yeah, you, can't, no. you can't convince me. I no, I, I agree. I completely agree with that. Um, down to Miami, Jordan Howard says his shoulder is one hundred percent. That seems like good news, Fabs. I mean, I guess we're just still waiting to see who they add because there's right. no way they go into the season with just Jordan Howard as their running back. There. Yeah, no doubt. And I had said this too that we could end up being stuck in a Philadelphia situation in South Beach because mm-hmm. last year it was Miles Sanders, and you remember there was there was a good stretch of the season where Jordan Howard was a better fantasy back, and Sanders was maybe a flex at best. Mm-hmm. And then down the stretch, there was a four-game stretch there where Jordan Howard missed games and Miles Sanders was averaging almost 20 points a game. So is it the same scenario in Miami? Do they they have three picks in the first round. Is one of right. them a running back? A lot of questions to be asked. But I know one thing. They are adding a running back in the draft. There's yeah. no doubt about that. It just depends on where they add that running back, what kind of an impact that running back can make, and is he going to be a compliment to Jordan Howard? Is he going to be a guy who's going to compete with him for the starting role? Because Howard has that starting role right now, but it, it, it may be short-lived. Yeah, uh, I mean, I will say this. Jordan Howard is still a good running back. He just he has the unfortunate uh, side effect of not catching the football a whole lot, which right. sort of hurts his value long-term uh, in, in today's NFL. My hope is that whoever they draft, Howard is still another guy who gets goal line work, uh, and that sort of keeps him afloat a little right. bit. Right, that could, that could be a scenario where he still potentially has some, some flex starter value. But again, if the Dolphins draft somebody like DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor – you know, that's going to torpedo Jordan Howard's fantasy value right. and really vice versa. But then if they if they decide they're going to go after maybe like a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's more of like a pass catcher, could be a compliment, then you could be looking at a committee. Time will tell. All right. Uh, a report from Ed Bouchette, longtime Steelers beat writer, suggests that he believes strongly that the Steelers are going to draft a running back. You got James Conner in a contract year. He also has had his injury issues over the last couple of seasons. Beyond that, we saw last year the Steelers really struggled to generate a consistent running game. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 again, we'll talk about your, your mock draft in just a little bit, but uh, does this make you concerned at all for what James Conner's future could be there in Pittsburgh? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, because they have Benny Snell, they have Jalen Samuel, and now they're going to add somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Conner, as great as he was the two seasons ago, I mean, and you know, I, I hate to take, you know, digs at a guy's health because he, he, he you know, he, he survived cancer and God bless, right. God bless him for that. But he hasn't been durable. And so the Steelers saw that last season. And that was, a. I mean, again, even though they were in playoff contention, I mean, with all the injuries that team dealt with, it was a miracle that they were still in contention. But Connor, I, th- I feel like he's lost a little bit of the confidence uh, in the franchise in terms of can he go out there and give us 14 games where he's in the 18 to 22 touch category. I don't know if he mm-hmm. can do that. And the Steelers clearly don't know if they can do it, if he can do that. So if they go out and draft a running back, I feel like Connor's still going to be the guy at the top of the depth chart. 
But mm. could this end up being a committee situation? That's a possibility. And you know, you, you could see Connor's time in Pittsburgh, you know, coming to an end sooner rather than later. Especially based off of what we saw a couple of seasons ago, we were thinking, "Oh man, you put any running back in that <laughs> Pittsburgh offense, and he's going to go nuts." Well, I mean, maybe not. Got to be durable as well. Yeah, uh, the thing about Steelers do not have a first round pick. Their first mm-hmm. pick in the draft is 49 overall. That's about midway through the second round. After that, they are late in the third round. So if they're going to do it, um, I, I would guess I mean, maybe they do it in the third. Maybe they decide to spend that second round pick. But uh, it's not going to be a, a very high pick for uh, for the Steelers to, to take a running back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Packers signed Devin Funches to a one year deal. I don't know what to say about this other than he's <laughs> a big body potentially near the goal line I mean other than that I mean he, he missed essentially all of last year with an injury uh, in Indianapolis uh yeah Fabs, that's that's all I got right he's just a big body near the it's, goal line for for Aaron Rodgers right? I mean it's kind of ho-hum to be honest I, I get it uh, you know the, the obviously you know we're going to talk about Geronimo Allison uh two completely different players there mm-hmm. between Funches and Geronimo Allison but you're right he could potentially see some opportunities in the red zone Remember at Michigan, if uh, if memory serves me, he played he played tight end too. He did. He's mm-hmm. a big dude, so he could. Jimmy Graham's gone. I don't know what they're going to do at tight end. You know, Jay Sternberger is still there. We'll see. There's a lot of people out there who love him, but I don't. Green Bay needs to add it uh, a a field stretcher to complement Devontae Adams, which they really don't have at this point. Maybe they're going to add that in the draft. We'll see. Right, right now, Funchess to me is not draftable in in most leagues. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I just saw it, and I was sort of the I was like, eh, all right, doesn't really do. Remember much. when Devin Funches was a thing? Yes, it didn't <laughs> well, last I mean, very. It didn't last very long. But he I was thought, a thing. I thought last year that you know signing with the Colts was. I thought it was decent because one, they didn't pay him a whole lot. It was sort of a prove it deal for Funches, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, look, he can get a few targets. He can be a a red zone threat. Um, you know, like again, I didn't think I. I he would have been a end of draft kind of uh, depth ad for me in a lot of leagues, and obviously just it just didn't work out because of the injuries. Now we're a year removed from that. Uh, I just I don't know. I don't have the same level of optimism uh, for for Devin Funches in Green Bay. Uh, none of us do. <laughs> so right. So Devin Funches comes to Green Bay. Geronimo Allison leaves Green Bay. He stays in the division. He goes to the Detroit Lions. A one year deal for one million dollars. Uh, I mean, look, man, they still got Kenny Galladay. They still have Marvin Jones. I, I yeah. Maybe he's a guy who kind of tries to stretch the field a little bit, but this is another one that just doesn't – it doesn't really do much for me right Yeah, now. and Marvin Jones is talking about wanting to score 15 touchdowns. And right. Fantasy, <laughs> it, owner, I'm like, hell yeah, I love that, man. That means good things for him and good things for uh, Matt Stafford, but they also have Danny Amendola in the mix as well, TJ Hawkinson. A lot of mouths to feed. I mean, right now he's like what – their fourth wide receiver at best. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't know that he's he's draftable in fantasy as well. All right, well, back here in Los Angeles, Tyrod Taylor says he wants to, quote, turn heads as the Chargers starting quarterback. I mean, Phillip Rivers has gone to Indianapolis. Right now, Tyrod is essentially the only quarterback on the depth chart. Um, I look, I love Tyrod. I like watching him play. I want good things for him. But I'm, I'm struggling, Fabs, to believe that he is going to be the unchallenged quarterback for the Chargers going into this season. Well, chances are he's going to be challenged by a rookie. That right. would be that would be my my premise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Ty, Tyrod Taylor, he, he's had some some glimpses, right? Mm-hmm. When he was in Buffalo, yeah, I, he was a pretty good fantasy quarterback for a little bit, yeah, because of of his abilities as a runner, which is really what's you know what helps him uh, be valuable from a fantasy perspective. So he's got a lot of weapons. 
in L.A. I mean, you've got Keenan Allen, you've got Hunter Henry, you've got Mike Williams, you've got Austin Eckler in the backfield there, uh, Justin Jackson. Maybe they're going to add somebody. Uh, time will tell. But the weapons are there. I don't know that Tyrod's going to get drafted in 10-team leagues if he's the starter. I would right. suggest that he's probably going to end up being more of a deep league guy, maybe a matchup-based starter, DFS sort of option. But he is not get, even if he opens the season as the starter, there will be another quarterback on that roster who fans are going to want to see. It's yep. going to be a rookie. I don't know if it's going to be Justin Herbert. I don't know who it's maybe Jordan Love. I don't know who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be somebody there. And if the Chargers falter at some point during the season, you are going to see Tyrod Taylor removed from the starting role and the rookie coming in. And that, that's why I feel like the, the Chargers aren't really in on Cam Newton or you know any of the other quarterbacks. They, they want to draft somebody. They want to draft somebody. And yeah. like Cam Newton's not going to be a bridge. Like Next year in 2021, the Chargers starting quarterback is going to be whoever the hell they draft uh, Probably. in April. So, And as much as you want to say, well, did the Chargers really want to go into a new stadium with Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback? They're not going to put butts in the seats. Were they going to put butts in the seats? I mean, like, uh, unless Tom Brady was is, a quarterback, they're not putting butts in the seats. That has sort I'm of sorry. been my argument this whole time is that, look, man, I mean, the, the three of us live in Los Angeles, right? We sort of know how the sports scene operates here, right? And and it star power doesn't necessarily bring people. In. I mean, a little bit, right? I mean, you get a LeBron James. I mean, you're talking about next level. So maybe Tom Brady does something like that. But beyond that, I mean, we live in L.A. Like, you can see celebrities everywhere. I was walking down, you know, Abbott Kinney in Venice, and I saw Walton Goggins, you know? Like, you see celebrities in a lot of places, so that doesn't necessarily drive... Is it bad that fans. I don't know who that is? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see. Did you watch uh, The Righteous Gemstones? I was just going to say that. No, sir. Hateful Eight. Uh, no, I didn't. Hateful Eight, yeah. I mean, you've seen his face, basically. Okay, right? all right. He's, yeah. a, he's a guy you've seen. You might not okay. know the name. Anyway, okay. but the point is, um, it, it takes a lot more than just a, a decent-sized name to bring fans out, right? Like, you got to win. And so for mm-hmm. the Chargers, you're right. I think short of Tom Brady, I don't know that anybody's going to really draw that much excitement. I will say this for Tyrod. In a world that we that we now live in where we are looking for quarterbacks who run um, – Tyrod does do that well. I mean, in, in three seasons, over three seasons in Buffalo, I mean, he uh, he had a combined 1,500 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns. That was 2015, 2016, 2017 when he was their starter, their full-time starter. Uh, I mean, 1,500, almost 1,600 rushing yards in three seasons. That ain't bad with 14 touchdowns. So if he, he does for somehow— six touchdowns in 2016. Like, yeah. You know, and over almost 600 yards. So Yeah, so, I mean, if he does end up with the starting job there in, in L.A., um, there's at least— some reason there's a silver lining there for a moment i'll say that yep. so there you go that is uh, pretty much everything you need to know well that was the news well one man five ma- five round mock easy for me to say uh you do these every <laughs> now and then fabs uh you just posted one came out this past friday for folks who want to check out the whole thing they can go to nfl.com slash fabiano we'll go through some of the highlights uh kind of pick through the first three rounds or so uh if there's anything beyond that you can certainly jump in and let me know but uh, i want to start kind of at the top obviously round one christian mccaffrey is your 1.01 not a big surprise i'm just wondering did you did you give any thought to someone else potentially at that spot Saquon, but no, I mean, yeah, it was it was McCaffrey. Uh, you're coming off of a guy who had the second best fantasy season ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, and Cam Newton no longer being there, 
is not going to it's not going to affect his value because we don't have to worry about cam stealing goal line opportunities touchdown opportunities now you have teddy bridgewater in the mix there bridgewater is going to certainly be looking for mccaffrey as a pass catcher out of the backfield so while you've got to expect some level of regression marcus right I mean, like he's right. not gonna have right. you know friggin 471 fantasy points again the opportunities are going to be there, and I mean, the dude proved last season he's he's a playmaker, so he's uh, he's certainly worth that first round pick. I, I feel like he's going to end up being um, uh, consensus, probably drafted number one overall in about eighty percent of leagues, and Saquon maybe becomes that de facto number two. The, the one thing I will take away from Christian McCaffrey's season last year is. Uh, the week eleven game against Atlanta, where the the, the Panthers actually got smoked, but mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey scored thirty fantasy points without scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I mean that that sort of tells you he's unbelievable. Right? That tells you what that's what happens when you're like. in PPR leagues and you're running back and catch eight balls out of <laughs> right. the backfield. Right. I mean that's that's what it tells you a little bit about what his season was. That's the thing that I will always remember. Um, you know, and I, I remember watching that game and and we're like, what is going on? Like, why isn't McCaffrey doing anything? Like, get in the end zone. And then all of a sudden at the end of the day, you look up and he's got thirty fantasy points. And you're yeah. like. Oh, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Um, Austin Eckler sneaks into the back end of the first round. Now, obviously, he is the running back of record there in Los Angeles with no more Melvin Gordon. He was incredibly efficient, especially when it comes to like his yards after the catch and catching the football. Any concerns that maybe he has a little bit of a regression? No, because uh, so I looked at his numbers from week five on. Mm-hmm. In in the first four games without Melvin, he was sick. He was like it was he was averaging like twenty six points a game, twenty seven points a game. That's not sustainable. From week five to the rest of the season, he averaged right around seventeen fantasy points per game. Very sustainable. In fact, he was right there with Leonard Fournette. He was in the top ten among running backs in points per game average from week five on. I think that's very sustainable. And now there's no Melvin Gordon. And Justin Jackson is the backup. And maybe they're going to add a running back. That's that's very possible. Um, but considering that he – I mean, he did this with basically no rushing yards either. Let's, mm-hmm. let's keep that in mind. Right. I believe he had the highest finish of any running back in fantasy football history uh, with, with so few rushing yards. <laughs> right. He's just that good. And oh, by the way, we, you know, we got to interview him a few weeks ago. He seems like an awesome guy. So like, he's a dude I want to root for. So I say he's, he's top 10 uh, in this draft. All right. Uh, let's see. Move on to round two. You got Chris Godwin. This kind of surprised me a little bit. Chris Godwin midway. He's like the, the, the fifth pick in the second round. Um, are we, are we are we shortchanging him a little bit? Should he be higher? You think it's personal preference because okay. I have I have Tyree Kill ranked higher, mm-hmm. and I have Julio Jones ranked higher, and okay. I have I have Tyree Kill ranked higher because I feel like last year it was a, it was a disappointing season. Remember, he didn't play the whole game, the, right. the whole uh, allotment of games. He he was I believe he missed four games, and he's got Patrick Mahomes throwing him the football. One of the most explosive offenses, if not the most explosive offense in the entire league. And I think he will bounce back to the sort of numbers that he produced in the previous couple of years. Julio Jones, I moved ahead of Godwin because Austin Hooper's gone. So I would feel Mm -hmm. like maybe that means a few more targets for Julio Jones. He might move down. He might move up. Again, we're in the end of March here. So Godwin in the middle of the second round fits for me. I, and I get it. He averaged the second most fantasy points per game among wide receivers last year. He was tremendous. Okay, and I don't feel like Tom Brady's presence brings either Evans or Godwin up or down. I feel like they are still both top eight fantasy wide receivers. But here's the caveat: 
He Jameis threw so many interceptions last year. The Buccaneers had to throw the football so much mm-hmm. that that could have inflated some of the numbers. Right. Somewhat. And if they're if they're in a situation now where Tom Brady is running the, the, the offense efficiently, he's not going to turn the ball over a ton. Maybe Godwin doesn't see the gaudy numbers that he had. And he had some weeks where he was amazing, and then he had some weeks where we were like, where's Chris Godwin? <laughs> right. So I feel like, I, feel like I, I, like, I like Godwin a hell of a lot. I was on his bandwagon last year, as, as many of us were. But I have Julio, I, I have Julio and Tyreek. I moved those two guys ahead of him. Uh, at this point, at the wide receiver position, and I mean, middle of the second round, still, still pretty solid. Yeah, um, I will say this: I, I do agree with your point though, about you know, if Brady is more efficient, that's going to impact what happens with Godwin's targets. I mean, I think that was kind of the one takeaway that you know, Jameis threw the ball a ton because Jameis threw the ball to the wrong team a lot, so they were playing from behind. So that that is a thing I definitely, I definitely agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Jones behind Nick Chubb. And I, I, I kind of go two ways on this, right? Like, on the one hand, Aaron Jones feels like a definite touchdown regression candidate oh because God. of what he did last year. That guaranteed. Um, but the other hand, like, we talked earlier, we talked, what, last week about Nick Chubb having to split opportunities with Kareem Hunt. So, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I sort of go back and forth on that one there. Yeah, you've got, but you've got, you got a, Jones behind Chubb right now. That's a tough one, right? And they're, they're, they're basically back-to-back. And so here's the, here's the thought process behind that. Uh, the thought process. Chubb, I feel like, is going to end up being as good, if not a little bit better, than he was from a points-per-game average in the second half of the season when Kareem Hunt was inserted into that offense. But Aaron Jones, like, would you be surprised if Aaron Jones had 10 touchdowns, 8 touchdowns in 2020? No, which is still a really good number. It's still a good number, but, I mean, he he had 19, (laughs) right? Right. He rushed for 16 (laughs) touchdowns. Like, it doesn't happen. I'll compare it to D'Angelo Williams, who I love, who's a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. You remember the year D'Angelo went bananas and he had like 20 touchdowns? Right. That number dropped significantly the following season. Mm -hmm. It is really hard to follow up a season like that and score anywhere near the same amount of touchdowns. And we we still have Jamal Williams in the mix. And, you know, you still hear the the Packers could end up drafting another running back. I don't know why the hell they would do that, but you still (laughs) hear that kind of thing. And I love Aaron Jones. You know, I think we were all on that bandwagon last season. It's time to free Aaron Jones. Get him out there. Make him a featured back. But Jamal Williams is still in the mix. And if you believe touchdown regression is real, which it is real, my friends, Mm -hmm. if Aaron Jones rushes for the same amount of yards and gives you 10 touchdowns, do the math. Okay. Big drop off. Do the math. That's a huge drop off. That's a huge drop off. So, heck. Things might change in the next few weeks and months to come, and I may move Jones up. Time will tell. But right now, I'd rather have Nick Chubb, but it's very close. So I will I will give you a theory on why the Packers may draft a running back, and it's basically because after this season, Aaron Jones is a free agent. And we have seen that we, you know, nowadays teams just aren't giving big contracts or get, not giving big second contracts to running backs. So the, the Packers may be willing to try and, and find somebody new and let Aaron Jones walk because that's, you know, that's just how teams operate now. So, right. Um, third round. Lamar Jackson, you got as the fourth pick in the third round. I Were know you that, shocked at this or what? Well, I was shocked at it mostly because, I mean, look, I know that you and I and a lot of, you know, a lot of these sharps aren't going to draft Lamar Jackson, certainly not there. But I feel like, I feel like ADP-wise, like when the masses start to draft, that that number is going to be low. Like, I feel like people are going to look at what Lamar Jackson did last year, and he may be, 
He may end up being a second-round pick, I feel like, in a lot of leagues. He's going to be a first-round pick in home leagues. There's yeah, you're no probably right. doubt about it. <laughs> you're probably right. But, I mean, Marcus, we have to learn from the past, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when Mike Vick had that sixth season in Philadelphia? Next season, mm-hmm. regression. Patrick Mahomes had the best fantasy season of all time. And he was good last year. He averaged over 20 fantasy points a game. Mm-hmm. But his numbers regressed. And, you know, he missed some time, uh, too, due to uh, injuries. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's not going to do what he did last season again. He's not right. like, right. I mean, if you, if you jumped in the DeLorean and went 88 miles per hour <laughs> and looked at the 2020 season, came back and told me Lamar Jackson was going to be the fourth best quarterback in fantasy this season. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not surprised because it's hard. <laughs> it's like, it's hard and it's, it's a super deep position. Right. And as talented as he is, and he's great. I love, I'm never going to get him in any fantasy leagues ever again at this point. But like you have to when you look at players and you look at the magical season and you, you've been around me long enough to know Lamar Jackson's never going to have a better season statistically than he had last year. Patrick Mahomes is never going to have a better season statistically than he had two seasons ago. Aaron Jones is probably never going to have more touchdowns in his career in a single season than he did last season. You have to look at that. And, mm-hmm. you know, Bob Harris, our pal uh, over at Sirius XM, what does he always say? Now, don't draft last year's best team. Exactly. Lamar Jackson's going to be great. He's very likely going to be a top three fantasy quarterback when all is said and done in 2020. But you can't look at the numbers he posted last year and expect to have anywhere near that. He'll be damn good. He'll be great. Mm-hmm. But the numbers he was posting, I mean, he's averaging 27 points, a game, almost 28 points a game. <laughs> right. You know, you just don't see that at the quarterback position on a regular basis. So that's why, I, and again, you said it, we're never drafting quarterbacks early. So right. for me, at 324 uh, in the draft, that's pretty early for me. Very, well, no. it's, it's very early for me. No, I get that. Yeah. I will also say, you know, part of what made Lamar so great for fantasy last year, not only was it the production, but it's where you got him, right? Because yeah. you drafted yeah. him in double-digit rounds, mm-hmm. and he ends up being, you know, the number one over number one quarterback by a long shot. You're just not going to get nearly the same kind of value. And I think what's going to happen, especially you're right, if, if people are taking him second round, third round, and he ends up as like the QB four or five, people are going to be upset. People are going to wonder, like, what happened? What went wrong? And in reality, nothing. He still had a really good year. Yep. You just didn't get nearly the kind of value for him. It's just very, it's so hard to duplicate numbers that are that amazing uh, right. in a back to back season basis. So, yeah. Um, you got Travis Kelsey, ninth pick in the third round. You got uh, George Kittle, ninth pick in the fourth round. I was kind of surprised to see them last that long, just knowing how top-heavy the tight end position is. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like I feel like they're gonna in, they're they're gonna be another set of guys who go off a lot earlier right now. now I, and and that is I, I think that too. Like Kelsey will probably get ended up drafted in the beginning of the third round, end of the second round. Kel, uh, and Kittle could end up you know being a third round pick. I just. You know me, bro. I, I don't like to draft <laughs> tight ends super early. Not right. it's, it's not it's not dislike quarterbacks. There's going to be tight ends that I, I I feel like if I can get a tight end somewhere between around six and eight, that's the sweet spot for me. And I, I could I could potentially get a guy like Hunter Henry in that spot. Mm-hmm. And if I wait a little longer, I may even be able to get Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. There, I just I just feel like I'd rather go with the running back and wide receiver positions in those rounds and wait on a tight end. So for Kelsey being a third round pick and, and Kittle be, that's about as high as I'm going to go for him to be quite honest with you. And I know they're great and they right. are, they are massive assets for fantasy owners because in most cases they're going to be much better than the tight end you're facing on a week to week basis in fantasy leagues. But 
I'd rather keep my focus on running backs and wide receivers. And then in, in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round, depending on what's available, then I'm going to go after my tight end. And hell, I mean, there were leagues last season where I didn't get a tight end until very late. And even though the tight end position is, well, been a headache for us over the last <laughs> couple of seasons, think about the young guys, Noah Fant, TJ mm-hmm. Hawkinson. They should take the next step. Dallas Goddard has seen uh, has seen an increase in his fantasy value as well. So there are some younger guys in there that could potentially make an impact. We, we talked about Hayden Hurst. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being a top 12 fantasy tight end right. in 2020 because of the opportunities that he could potentially see in Atlanta. So maybe I'm devaluing those guys a little bit because I devalue the position as a whole. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Kelsey's probably going to end up being uh, a late second, early third round pick, and Kittle probably going to sneak into the third round. For me, I'd rather just wait on that position. Did you give any thought to – to you've got Kelsey ahead of Kittle still. Is that just because of the quarterbacks? Because Mahomes is obviously a lot yeah. better than Garoppolo. Yeah, I, they, I, I mean, you, you look at it. I mean, Kittle did close the gap a little bit. Last year they mm-hmm. averaged the same amount of fantasy points per game at just under 16 per game. Right. So I, they're, they're a, you know, one and one A. But, I mean, Kelsey – is I mean he's been the best tight end in fantasy football for what four straight years mm-hmm. uh, since 2016 he's got the most catches the most receiving yards the most touchdowns the most fantasy points at the position he's not an old dude he's not a guy who lacks durability so I, I gave him I gave him uh, the nod out of respect because he's just been that good and yeah Patrick Mahomes duh <laughs> right. I mean come on yeah <laughs> all right uh, so then who were the guys because like I was going through there and like just checking names you know like Melvin Gordon's a fifth round guy I think Lev Bell you had in the fifth round uh, any surprising names or people you think that would be surprising that just missed out on your because basically your top 50 is what it is so any yeah guys I, yeah exactly out? I mean and and you know keep in mind too it's basically like every spot in the draft it's not like a traditional top 50 because every spot in the draft is a team so mm-hmm. Team one is not going to draft Lamar Jackson in the third round and then Patrick Mahomes in the fourth round, you know, right. so like I, uh, so uh, I guess some of the names that that, you know, didn't make the cut. Um, Zach Ertz is not in the top 50. Uh, mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton's not in the top 50. Uh, Kyler Murray is not in the top 50. Right. Kyler Murray is going to be he's going to be close. Right. Right. He's going to be close. Kyler mm-hmm. Murray, uh, especially his value is certainly moving on up. But then it, you know, Mark Andrews didn't get into the top 50 either. Mm-hmm. But then you're getting into that spot. As I look at my list right now, there's going to be some interesting players. Like, I have Marlon Mack in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to last as a late fifth-round pick. I don't know what the Colts are going to do at running back. Maybe they stand pat and he'll right. remain there because the opportunities are going to be there. Like, on Johnson, remember, he was a top 50 pick last year. And now, because of the injuries, you're like, mm, do I really want is, yeah. is Is Daryl Henderson going to end up moving up? He's not in the top 50 because I feel like the Rams are going to draft somebody, but are the Rams going to draft somebody who's going to make as big of an impact, uh, you know, as, as people projected him to make as a rookie? Mm-hmm. Time will tell there. So, yeah, I will say this, like, because guys like like I liked I was big on carry on Johnson last year. I was I was drafting him in the third round and pretty much everywhere I could. Obviously, mm-hmm. the injuries took that apart. Um, right. Marlon Mack is another guy that I was big on. And I still I, I think I'm willing to double down on Marlon Mack this year just because I think. If Philip Rivers can at least push the ball downfield, part of it was just that you know Jacoby Brissett was not pushing the ball downfield, and that allowed defenses to just sort of creep up and just really compacted the field, and that made things hard on Mac. If they can, if they can stretch the field at least a little bit, 
I think Mac has a, a, a much better season. So I, I'm willing to kind of double down on Marlon Mack and, and think that maybe uh, Philip Rivers there changes some things. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and, you know, Marlon Mack's a young guy. Uh, and, and there were some other players, too, like Devin Singletary. He made the tie, he made that fifth round. DJ Chark made it. There's there's certain players. Devontae Parker. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you this. De- Devontae Parker. You want to talk about the magical season, Marcus? That was like, absolutely it. I feel like Devontae Parker, and I have him as a fifth-round pick, and, and based on what he was doing in the second half of the season, you would think he'd be a, a top 30 pick. I'm a little worried about him. Like I, I just feel like, and we've seen this in the past with players, when a guy has a tremendous second half of the season and the expectations go up for him <laughs> the following campaign, a lot of times they don't meet expectations. Right. You know, I, we've seen that at like the running back position. How many, like, I mean, I'll go back to... Alex Collins, okay, for example, (laughs) when he, Alex Collins was like a legitimate top 50 pick after he had a good second half of the season before and he was a total bust. Yep. So like, I feel like people have to, okay, he was good. I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, is he going to be the starter 16 games there? Are they going to draft Tua? What's going to happen? I, I, you know, I mean, all these things are, all these things are, are TBD. Well, the other part of, of Preston so, or of of, of uh, Devontae Parker is Preston Williams too. Remember, Preston Williams right. was playing really, really well last year, yes. tore his ACL, and then things really opened up because Miami didn't have a whole lot of other options to throw the football to. If Williams is back, then a lot of those targets start to go away, and that that's a big thing that, that I'd be worried about as well. They should be better offensively. Mike Kosicki is going to see more targets as well. We started to see him sort of show some flashes towards the end. But especially with Parker – where his efficiency is to me unsustainable. Mm-hmm. He did it. He did it for half a season in 2019. He was ridiculous. He was one of the best waiver wire ads in fantasy football. Can he do that over a full season? He's never been able to do that before. That's why I'm like ah, fifth round. Okay, I'm not going any higher than that. Right, I even have right. James Conner in there now, but James Conner is is a, a prime candidate to drop out of that top 50 on mm-hmm. those first five rounds, depending on what the Steelers do in the draft. Yeah. Well, we got plenty of time to talk about this. Uh, I'm sure people will move around, especially as more mock drafts start to happen. And then once we get to the actual NFL draft, that, that will change things as well. So I'm sure we'll we'll talk about this again at some point in the future. Um, so before we get out of here, I always like to try to do something fun to kind of help us get through our, our social distancing, physical distancing, whatever you want to call it situation. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted one night, uh, just kind of soliciting recipes because we're all going to be locked at home for a while. Uh, I know eating out is certainly recommended. Try to keep your local restaurants sustainable and going and keep those folks uh, employed as much as possible. But it also means you have to cook a whole lot. So I put a, out a solicitation for recipes, got a lot back. Um, and maybe I'll resurface it again today uh, once we drop this pod so people can kind of catch up on that. But I did beg the question. You guys, have you guys cooked anything interesting? Fabs, I know especially you like to cook. Uh, Eddie, I think you do as well. Uh, anything interesting that you've come across or any just staples that now you're, you're leaning a little bit more heavily on since we can't go out to eat anymore? I'm, I'm grilling like crazy. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm doing uh, barbecue chicken with some A1 sauce mixed mm-hmm. in there. I've also been doing – so uh, in the area where I live, there are fruit trees everywhere, mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. So – when I'm walking my dog, and there's a tree that's not on somebody's property, <laughs> hey, 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 go pick a few. You know, pick a few lemons, something like that. And then you bring the lemons home, you put them in the juicer, mm-hmm. you add a little pepper, that kind of thing. You put it in a bag, you marinate it, whatever it is, the chicken. You throw it on the grill. That's pretty good, too. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, most of the stuff I've been doing is grilling. And then 
you know, there's the there's the stuff that you sort of like put together where you chop up some whatever it is. Maybe it's chicken breast, beef, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Throw in some peppers, some onions, that kind right. of thing. Almost do like fajitas. I, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not going to go out there and be cooking five course, you know, meals <laughs> at this point. But right. those are the things I, I I keep it easy. Let's put it that way, you know. But that grill, man, thank God for that grill. I mm-hmm. hope I hope Home Depot doesn't run out of propane tanks anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed um, at the store that I know, Marcus, you mentioned off air that you're going to try to do a, a grocery store run later today, and you notice mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm not sure if it's because people think they have to just load up on frozen food, but a lot of the produce, a lot of like the fresh meat, um, it's there's, there's a lot more of it, and I I think the prices have been marked down. So I've been making a killing of like grabbing like oh I want to have this cut of steak tonight, like stuff I would never buy because you're gonna it's cost you you know let's just say twenty five a, a cut of steak, but now they're they're half right. that or whatever. Like I, you can't pass up a ribeye or a New York strip, whatever it may be. So I've definitely been cooking like more steak and more stuff that I never would normally get. Um, and then same thing for vegetables too, just because you have so many more options there. Like sometimes you go to the store and you see there's like only like a, a handful of you know uh, bundles of asparagus left they look kind of gross you're like ah, i'll just skip it but now they're it's all there uh, and same goes for fruit too and it's just little things like now that we have more time since you're staying at home and you're not commuting or you're not you know busy doing other errands and stuff you're here so you know say for example you want to cook like ground turkey when i like instead of me just like smashing it together and throwing it on a pan and making like a turkey burger it's like all right well now i could do like maybe ground turkey tacos and you're just like seizing the meat differently and you're getting a bunch of the fresh vegetables i spoke about and chopping those up and put them in a whole wheat wrap it just little things like that that you've that you normally just don't cook because you want to save time and you're kind of like speed rushing through it now you're like well i have a i have a bunch of time so i could cook those kind of tacos or i could i could uh, let a steak marinate for you know a few hours and throw on a, uh, the, the pan and put it in the oven and it's uh in a weird way like the cooking has been a lot better during this time because you have more time with it and you like care more about it you want to make a better meal since you're sitting at home and you want to kind of enjoy it right yeah no doubt no i it's been fun to kind of experiment with stuff i went out uh, just before everybody started getting locked down i went to costco and i bought a ton of meat so i have a freezer full of meat and oh, i just boy. kind of thaw things out uh and, and kind of do some things i was i and i, I keep I, I think i pubbed this on twitter like i will just say i'm not getting any kickbacks from this uh the website supercook.com which is great because you just take all the ingredients you have in your kitchen like literally everything meats vegetables fruits spices everything um, you put in all the things you have in your kitchen, and it will kick back a whole bunch of recipes that you can oh, just wow. make. What? Right awesome. That is the best recommendation I've ever heard. Yeah, no, it's great. So you just like you just plug in everything, and so like some days I'll look and I'll be like, uh, I got this ground beef. What am I gonna do with it? And so I'll just you know you you pick you know what ingredient, what key ingredient do you want to use? And I'll just pick ground beef, and it'll like give me a whole bunch of ground beef recipes. It'll give me chicken or like whatever vegetable. And if I want to use spinach, whatever. Um, so that has been great. That has uh, you know it's it's let me be a little more creative so i'm not making the same four things all the time that has been huge so yeah check it hey. out super supercook.com <laughs> look at what we got here it is oh nothing. there he is hey, hey kylo Kylo! oh he just walked out he's, like, <laughs> he's camera shy man he didn't want to be on. actually kylo was on nfl network a few weeks ago this yeah. is yeah, this is the other part of this new world right because like made we're getting to see people's homes and kids and pets and you know, all this kind of stuff because i know you know like we're all at home now, so that's mm-hmm. been fun. Yeah, but we're all better yeah, cooks. Actually. We're all definitely better cooks, <laughs> definitely. So. Or, or we all have practice at being bad at it. You know, <laughs> that's we're so. not, we we will get better, right? Because we got time to practice. Like Eddie said, we got the, time now. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to avoid doing the carbs thing, man, because like. 
Like, I mean, I'm Italian. I haven't had pizza. I can't. Hell, I haven't had pizza since this whole thing happened. Wow. And um, I'm trying to avoid that and, you know, pasta and stuff. But More right, power to you. I mean, like, yeah, I got, I got, I mean, I'm, a, I'm Italian. I got to have that kind of stuff. Oh, I, I, I've been avoiding, I hear you. I've been avoiding that as much as I possibly can. Yeah, I mean, it's – and I know we mentioned, like, you want to help support local. So certain days yes. – Especially if I go yes. for like a, I've been doing like longer walks and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this place is still open. Like, oh, they're you know they're a staple of the neighborhood. Yep. Like, I should probably go in there and get something. And it's like maybe I'm get, what I'm getting is not the healthiest, but it's like oh, but you don't feel as guilty about it because you're helping out right. uh, a nice uh, you know mom and pop shop or something. And it's mm-hmm. uh, and then you you know you get finished with your meal and you're like oh that probably wasn't the healthiest, but you know whatever it's a noble <laughs> that, deed, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's important if you can do it to get uh, to, to get out there and and order to go or pick it up, you know, that kind of thing. Cause right. but so many people are, you know, in trouble right now. Have you, yeah. have you thought about where you're going to eat? Like when this is over, like have you, have you thought about a restaurant, you're going to go back and like go eat. I thought about this. Uh, I think a week ago, I just yelled out to my girlfriend. I was like, we're going to do Korean barbecue. I want to go in person uh, on to like throw the meat in the grill. I want to do the whole experience. That, that has to be the one. I think it's the most like interactive and it's the most fun mm-hmm. doing in person. You can, I mean, pretty much all the food I'm eating, I could eat at a restaurant or I could eat at home. Korean barbecue really can't right. do at, at home as well. So I think that's, that's my choice. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about just going to a Mexican restaurant and just getting a big fat plate of like enchiladas with like uh, beans and rice or something like that. But 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 some Korean barbecue sounds pretty awesome. So for me, like, have you guys been to the warehouse in Marina del Rey? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That's they they've shot a lot of movies there. They shot um they sh- and they actually shot uh, Arrested Development there. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of movies that they've shot there. There's another one too, and I can't remember the name of it. But uh, oh, uh, Dead to Me. They shot uh, a scene oh, from yeah. Dead to Me. That mm-hmm. show with yeah, um, yeah with uh, Christina Apple, Kelly Bundy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to go there just because the food's good, but it's freaking beautiful, man. Like you're, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're right on the water and like, I'm, I'm tired of looking at the same crap every single day, <laughs> man. Like, you know, it's just like, I want to go in and see some boats and relax and that kind of thing. So that, yeah, you guys are right. You definitely have like a list of restaurants where you're right, like, just like this places thing is like, up, <laughs> and I feel like the restaurant business, boy, that's going to boom once this thing ends because everyone's going to want to get the hell out of their houses. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, yeah. man. All right, just a little bit of something to, to get, get you through the day. Uh, like I said, I, I will resurface that uh, that thread in case because I got a lot of people like putting in some really good recipes, some really good things they're cooking. So, uh, you know, if we can all inspire each other to maybe cook something different, uh, mm-hmm. then, you know, at least we, we get something out of it. So, sounds good. All right, there you go. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you downloading and listening and watching our video clips as well. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, you didn't trip and fall. You attacked the floor. Take care of yourselves. We will see you on Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. 